Thank you so much for checking out the WTIP Boundary Waters podcast. Support for this episode comes from Ely Outfitting Company. Hi, I'm Jason with Ely Outfitting Company in Ely, Minnesota. The Boundary Waters is the world's greatest canoe country wilderness. And we're thankful to help groups of friends and families from all backgrounds and experience levels enjoy this magnificent place. At Ely Outfitting Company, we have everything you need for a successful Boundary Waters canoe trip. See us for expert trip planning assistance, ultralight Kevlar canoes, specialized camping equipment, and the best information to help you pull it all together. You can even show up with just the things you wear, and we'll take care of the rest. Or just rent a canoe and a few things. All the details and lots of good stuff are on our website at elyoutfittingcompany.com. We're proud to support WTIP's Boundary Waters podcast. Matthew and Joe keep telling the wonderful stories of our favorite place in the world, the Boundary Waters. This is the WTIP Boundary Waters podcast. This is the wilderness that Dave and I were both introduced to as kids. You know, our first wilderness camping experiences were in the Boundary Waters. And in summer, you wake up, you swim through the lake, you have breakfast, then you can relax, you can go paddling, you can go hiking. We've done this trip before to Horseshoe Lake, and I remember catching walleye there before. I went on a canoe trip in the Boundary Waters, and it's, it was really cool. It was my first time. The route from Ram Lake back to Poplar Lake with, with no packs, with, with only a day pack, uh, we take it in one day. Well, you can look to Venus, you can look to Mars. I will set my sights by the northern star and in the deep dark blue. Come the northern lights Oh, and in the deep dark blue Come the northern lights Welcome to episode 42 of the WTIP Boundary Waters Podcast. I'm your host today, Joe Fredericks, here with... Matthew Baxley. Matthew, you're... uh... Sounding a little different today. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's Lindsay Gow. All right. Well, Lindsay, we've heard from you now, actually on quite a few episodes recently, and it's been great. We've heard from you on when we went out on Thanksgiving, winter camping at the start of the season, uh, Thanksgiving 2020, and then you and Maggie did the winter camping 101, you know, for be- intro to winter camping episode mm-hmm. here recently. So you're becoming actually uh, quite familiar to the listeners, hopefully, on the podcast at this point. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, and we should point out, too, a couple things here at the top of the episode before we get into what we're going to be hearing and talking about is, one, Matthew Baxley is out paddling some of the West's Mighty Rivers, Mm -hmm. and he's in Utah and just doing some adventuring out there, so... Uh, he'll actually be gone for the next couple episodes and probably coming back with many stories. Maybe they'll fit in the podcast, but at the very least, know that he's out there having a great time. Uh, within that, we want to share some news on the podcast that we're going to be doing more episodes. Yay! Yeah, which is great. We've heard from uh, the listeners and just our own motivation. We want to start getting more content out quickly. Uh, so not necessarily longer episodes. You're going to be getting actually shorter episodes, but more often. So the goal is to have two episodes out per month starting uh, now in late May, June, 
and then just moving forward, the goal will be to have two episodes per month, plus some short tracks and just more content. I like that idea. Yeah, it's exciting. It's a kind of a it's the next step in the growth of the podcast, essentially. So this is good news. We're responding to all the listeners who have sent in, and, and thank you for those suggestions, and we're excited to do this. So uh, it's also great that we have Lindsay helping us out. Thank you, Lindsay, because to do all this content creation, we need more people. And so you're obviously uh, well-equipped to do this because of both your knowledge of the Boundary Waters, but just you add some great perspective that Matthew and I don't have and, and aren't capable of tapping into. So it's been great to just diversify the content a little bit too. Well, it's been my pleasure. Yeah. Well, let's get into today's episode because you're not necessarily the star, but you're the key host. Uh, You went out into the Boundary Waters very recently here in late May uh, 2021 and followed up on an episode about uh, a trail run that is of epic proportions, to say the least. Uh, We talked in episode 34, Matthew did with Alex Falconer from the Save the Boundary Waters campaign about trail running. And yeah. so he incorporated, he was training for this this huge run. And at the time, you know, it seemed like, okay, this is going to be happening in the future. I'm just more, for me personally, I was just really interested in what Alex was talking about when it came to trail running. It's something I wasn't familiar with until the episode. And now I feel quite familiar with it. But what he was actually telling us on the podcast was I'm training for this run to raise awareness for the Boundary Waters. And Lindsay, you went out there and met him on this run of the Border Route Trail and the Kekakabic Trail nonstop, like through the day, through the night. Start it and finish it. Yeah. So Alex ran 110 miles uh, from McFarland Lake, started on near McFarland. So he ran the entire border route trail and then the Kekakabic trail in one go. It took him 38 hours, yeah. <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and that was to raise awareness for Save the Boundary Waters. So, yeah, Maggie and I, um, your wife, Maggie and I, Pat, <laughs> Pat met up with Alex's amazing wife, Erica, and their three kids and their two dogs, like... So cool. Uh, met up with them on Clearwater Lake and paddled out. Um, Alex also had a bunch of other runners from outside of Minnesota mm-hmm. um, and one local celebrity that ran with him for different sections of the trail. So um, so I got to interview two of those runners as well. Yeah. So this was a well-organized, orchestrated awareness event that had to do largely with both Alex's passion for the wilderness, but also the advocacy side of it when he works for the Save the Boundary Waters campaign, that he wasn't doing this just, you know, for his own notoriety or something. It was all about Save the Boundary Waters campaign, getting people involved, as you said, people from outside of Minnesota, some of them, you know, within that trail running community, definitely well-known and some really interesting people, it sounds like, too. And you got to to meet and talk with some of them, too. Yeah, and there's a film crew out there, so there's going to be a film made on the run as well. Um, And so this part of the podcast that we're going to be listening to with Alex is really talking about currently, like, what's happening on his run. Um, So I met him 
you know, after the first marathon, he was running on this route. Um, And then I'm going to be talking to him later on uh, to kind of talk about the kind of his full experience. But yeah, we wanted to get out this episode sooner because there's a almost a news element to this run. I mean, just the it's such an amazing experience. 110 mile run through the Boundary Waters has never been done that nobody's ever recorded anyway. This is the first documented run of this length and these trails, which are not just some stroll through a park by any means. Even compared to like the Spirit Hiking Trail, the Border Route Trail in particular is difficult. Yeah, there's some difficult parts. Yeah, and it's it's a hard trail to even walk for backpackers. We've had two different people, at least, that have been on the podcast who've hiked the Border Route Trail, backpacked it, and have expressed that it can be hard to find the trail sometimes. There's a lot of up and down. It's strenuous. And Alex ran this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the kick it in one shot. It's I know, like, right? <laughs> I'm still kind of wrapping my mind around it. So we're going to we're gonna follow up, Lindsay. You're hoping to connect with him and do a short track, another featured segment on the podcast. We wanted to give Alex some time to decompress, and he's doing a trip in a canoe with some of these runners that were here. So it was the idea originally was to give this a couple of weeks, and then we'd release this with an interview with Alex afterward. But we're just so excited to get this out. It It is so, I mean, it is so exciting. And the energy of being there was so excited to be a part of this process. It was, yeah, it was really amazing just to watch the excitement of everyone. And everyone is rooting for Alex and just so supportive. It was really, it was actually really beautiful. Yeah, it's, I was so excited. I got to meet up with you and Maggie later that night after you guys had come back from Clearwater and the experience and you were, you both were t- a little bit tired too. You'd paddle about eight miles. It was a sunny day, kind of windy, uh, but we had some walleye burritos and hung out that night. And that's kind of when we were like, you know, this is, we got to get this out like yeah. now. And so uh, let's pick it up actually out on the trail or on the water near Clearwater where you met the first person. Tell us about who we're going to hear from first. Yeah. So I first um, interviewed Claire Gallagher, who is a runner. And we, um, part of part of this process was paddling her out to meet Alex so she could run the next section with him. So I first started interviewing Claire. Okay. And these people that were running were there to both continue to bring attention, but help him with his morale and just to be there on the trail with them. And pacing and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. The Boundary Waters area uh, on your first segment. We are here at the Clearwater Lake entry point right outside of the Boundary Waters and I'm here with Claire Gallagher, Gallagher right? Claire, will you just tell our listeners who you are, where you're from, anything else you want to share and what, what brought you here today and why are you doing this run? Yeah, uh, my name is Claire Gallagher. I'm a professional trail runner and environmental advocate. I work for the brand Patagonia. And the reason I'm here is, is Alex Falconer. <laughs> he, he's my main entry point into the Boundary Waters. His passion to save this place is what tipped me off to the issue at hand with the proposed copper mines and I Alex is a really passionate runner and so am I and 
I had no idea you could run in a place like the Boundary Waters, and that's what we are witnessing today and why we're here. We're supporting Alex run 110 miles across it on the border route and Keck trails, and it's it's already been absolutely mind-blowing, the, the beauty. Even driving over here from the last spot, I saw two signs that were that were Save the Boundary Water signs from the campaign Alex works on, and... I mean, it kind of makes me emotional. I'm like, oh, what a pristine place. And I, yeah. I can see why he's doing it. And so you just came from McFarland over to here to Clearwater Lake. So you tech, you haven't like been into the Boundary Waters yet. So Correct. we're about to <sighs> hop in some canoes and paddle in to meet Alex like right now. Yeah. Yeah. So where are you from? I'm from Colorado. I live in, uh, I live in Boulder, Colorado. Okay. Yeah. I'm from just outside Denver, and, and yeah, I'm about to go pace Alex for about 30 miles. Awesome. Yeah, he, he'll have been about 30 miles in at this point. He's averaging about 15-minute miles, which is really impressive for this terrain. Uh, especially, this isn't like a 100-mile race, so you don't have the same type of energy and aid stations you would in a typical ultra marathon even mm-hmm. though we are providing that energy mm-hmm. but i mean it's pretty unique to have like a paddle in aid station in a wilderness area like it's just it's spectacular um but with that comes like more difficult terrain and i'm sure he's we're about to have a lot of like uh trees we're gonna have to jump over and things on the trails so yeah um, it's it's definitely I hear it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> yeah. I think some of the listeners right now have probably backpacked on this trail okay, and yeah. are probably imagining what it would be like to have to run, you know, yeah. like 100 plus miles on it. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here and let's get paddling. Great. Can't wait. Thanks. Well, obviously you can feel the excitement and the energy in Claire's voice and your voice too, actually, Lindsay. Uh, this is, you know, you're still at the landing at Clearwater and you've got this paddle ahead of you and then you're heading out to meet Alex and the other part of the team that he was with. Uh, so I think we should just keep rolling because you've got more audio from that day. This is May 22nd as you're paddling now across Clearwater, getting ready to, to meet Alex. Yeah, and we're so we're about to take off. It's super exciting. We're running on a really tight schedule. We're trying to get there so Alex isn't waiting around forever. Mm-hmm. We got a film crew trying to follow us. It it was and so we had to hop in our canoes and paddle fast. Yeah, there's excitement in the air. <laughs> okay. When, when you got there, I don't want to dive too much into the interview, but like was he waiting at the shore? What was the scene as you rolled up to the portage? Yeah, so Alex is standing there with two other runners, one of them which I did get to interview, um, and they just started kind of waving at us, and then we started cheering back, and then we started all cheering back and forth and yeah. pulled up to just an exciting um, just an exciting experience. Okay, cool. And, and had they been waiting long? Not to five fly. minutes. Okay, okay. <laughs> that sounds acceptable. Right? And so we had to jump out to quickly like make food and um, and get get re- the runners ready to run the next section. Okay, good. Well, let's pick it up now at this portage on the the quick rest and refuel uh, as you talk with Alex. All right, so I am here at the end of Clearwater Lake. We just got to the 
portage um, that leads to West Pike. And uh, we're here with a bunch of folks. Yeah, so I'm here with Alex, who is... Alex, you're in the process of running 110 miles, right? Yep. To be the first person to complete a nonstop through run of both the border route and the Kekakebic Trail. That's right. Correct? Yep. Through the Boundary Waters Canoe Area. So what mile are you at right now, and how are you doing? We're at about mile, almost mile 28. Um, feeling, feeling pretty good. So I've, I've had it broken up into five or six segments. I can't remember right now. Um, and so we've had an aid station at mile 12 in McFarland, and now this is the second aid station here at Clearwater. Uh, so it's been great to just be able to sit down for a bit, uh, eat some food, take a rest, give my legs a break, and, and we'll just head out in a little bit here. I think I heard you say one uh, marathon down and three to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I got my, the math kind of clicked in my brain right as we passed 26. is like... Oh yeah, quadruple that, and there we go. So, <laughs> yeah. How are you feeling mentally right now? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yeah, feeling good. At about five miles ago, the the sun was out. It was really hot and humid, and kind of hit a low point there. Just kind of getting the heat getting to me. I'm mm -hmm. a I'm a cold weather guy. Yeah. Well, um, so. Yeah. Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the 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 warmth was a little bit tolling, but um, just took a break, ate some energy chews, and got back on and then a little bit later we found a lake and we dipped our hats in and doused ourselves with water and that just was super refreshing and just felt like you know it's like the saying water's life and suddenly we just felt rejuvenated and we're, yeah we're going again so who's supporting you on this journey like who's gonna who's running with you along this process who's been supporting you along the way yeah so uh grand marie mayor uh jay aerosmith deku uh ran the first 12 miles the first segment with me which was super fun. We started, <coughs> started during dark and got to see the sunrise um, stretching out over over Minnesota and Canada. It's just gorgeous. The lakes were just misty and the sunrise was like pink and orange and and uh, a little foggy. It was just it was beautiful. Um, that's a really fun section too because it's relatively flatter. The trail crews were out yesterday and they've just done an immaculate job cleaning it up. Um, and then the the second leg here, uh, Peyton Thomas and Brendan Davis were. Uh, we're with me, and so we've been running for 16 miles or so until we just got here. Um, and that's uh, that section's a lot gets to be a lot more hilly, so it's a lot, <laughs> a lot mm -hmm. slower. Um, but again, just great views out over Canada and and kind of down and over Beaver Dam and crossing rivers with, but via boulders. And it's just like where else but in the Boundary Waters is that is that going to be your your path? Yeah. And then who is? Are there going to be other folks? along the way going yeah. forward too yeah so Peyton's gonna paddle back with you guys and Claire Gallagher is gonna join for the next 30 or so miles through the Bounty Waters um, and then after that uh, Peyton's gonna join again until we get to the Gunflint Trail and then Kyle Piatari another um, fresh ultra uh, trail runner uh, will run the keck with me along with uh, Matt Ward, uh, a, f a friend um, from the metro area. That those two are gonna crew me and pace me for the for the last the last forty miles. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go back to some things you said to like you did such a good job of painting the beauty of the boundary waters, you know. And I think a lot of times people think of the boundary waters and they think of paddling. Yeah. 
you know, or sometimes backpacking. People do backpack through the Bounty Waters, but you're running. <laughs> <laughs> running through canoe country. I thought that was just kind of like a, a unique twist on the, the traditional take of, of what the Bounty Waters is all about. Yeah, I love it. I like that. Yeah. Um, and are you are you all carrying water? Like, what? how are you getting your water on well, this race. I mean, the Boundary Waters is known for clean water. That's 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 what we're here, and that's that's my advocacy project is trying to protect this place from potential sulfide or copper mining, which would pollute the water. Um, which, thankfully, right now uh, we can just drink from the lake. So, about a mile and a half ago, the river running between uh, Clearwater and West Pike Lake is a nice, strong, flowing river, and we just stopped and filled up and and uh, drink a bunch of water, and we're going to drink here too. Um, and then along the way, there's other kind of when we when the trail meets some bigger lakes or or strong flowing streams, that's that's when we can fill up. Yeah, that's I mean it's amazing, right? We get to n- live near this land and uh, an adventure in it, and the fact that we have this beautiful clean water that we can drink straight from here. That's, yeah, yeah. You there's know. very few places left on earth where you can do it. And the cool thing about the Bonnewars is that it's literally the top of the watershed. The water comes only from rain and snow melt everything and then it flows out from here so it's it's untouched by you know especially this far into the wilderness it's untouched by any human infrastructure there's no road or agriculture runoff this is just where the water begins um, yeah. and so it's just that special very clean pure aspect to the water here mm-hmm. yeah um so going forward what are you uh, most excited about about this run I'm really excited about uh, just running with people that have never been here before. I'm 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 a I'm a tree guy, so I was I was teaching Brendan and Peyton about the Minnesota trees and and the the potential for foraging. And you know, we came across some lobster mushrooms that are coming up and pointing those out. The ramps and the blueberries that are just starting to bloom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just kind of that stuff. So just showing kind of my favorite spots about this place and highlighting it is just really exciting to me. Just to to bring new people here that have never been. Yeah, because all almost all the runners, other than Jay, right? He's Grammary Mayor, mm-hmm. but other than Jay, all the runners are from other places. Yeah, yeah. Right? Kyle, Den, uh, Kyle, uh, Claire, and and Brendan are all from Colorado. Peyton's from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, who will run the Keck, is originally from Scotland, but he's he's been in Minnesota now for a little over a year, and he's taken a couple bounty bars trips, so he's. He's been up, but he's never been on the keck, so he's he's thrilled and excited for that. Oh man, what a cool first experience yeah. to to be here. So, do you foresee any challenges coming up the rest of this adventure you're on? Yeah, the next three marathons. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's it's a little hard. The border route has about eighteen thousand feet of overall, uh, no, twelve thousand feet of overall elevation gain, and the keck between five and six, and so. It's, there's a lot of elevation. I'm from Eden Prairie, uh, in uh, near the cities, and we just don't have hills. And mm-hmm. so the big a- the big challenge aspect of this for me is just the the vertical climb. And it's you know it's not up a mountain. It's just up and down, up and down, up and down. It's a constant grind. Yeah. Um, so that's the that's the main challenge is just keeping going after just burning your legs on you know like the Rose Lake Palisades. It's like it's 500 feet up um, to get to the Stary Portage. So that's uh that's going to be a beast, but mm-hmm. we'll just take it slow and easy and get through it and keep going. Yeah, and while you're running, you have the beauty along the way to distract you from probably that pain you'll be Yeah, feeling. exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to share right now in the, in this moment? Um, 
Oh, this is so cool. I've never been able to, because I've run the boy route twice now, but now you guys met me out here and the kids are here. Like, this is just such a treat to, to get a little break and to be surrounded by support and love. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is a really cool experience. This is unique. It is. Well, well, thanks. Good luck with the rest of it, and we'll talk when you're done. Sounds good. All right, bye. Bye. So, Joe, as you can tell, Alex was just, you know, so excited to be out there, especially by the way he described the beauty of the area. He mm -hmm. captured that so well. Um, and he was, you know, ready to get back on the trail. He was just, you could tell he was so appreciative everyone was there, especially to have his wife and his kids and his dogs. It was yeah, it was beautiful to be a part of it. Um, and then we all basically said goodbye to the runners and they took off and we cheered as as they went down the trail. And um, so Claire left and went with Alex and then Peyton stayed and we paddled Peyton back out, which, you know, so four mile paddle there and a four mile paddle back. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool that Alex made a point or, or that he just noted the scenery because this could have been, you know, maybe get the blinders on. Even sometimes when we're on a canoe trip in the Boundary Waters, I know I've been guilty of this. I get too focused on the campsite or the fishing hole or whatever it might be that I I can lose attention. My, my focus goes away from how incredible it is. Any lake, any day. No matter the conditions, it really is such an amazing place. And, you know, you and I both live here. We have for a number of years now. And I still have that same feeling about, like what Alex was describing, how beautiful this place is. But I can get distracted by it. So it's really cool. I, I'm not sure, you know, this was the first leg for Alex. When your follow-up interview say, so were you still admiring the white pine on mile 104? <laughs> As you were at the beginning, because maybe it'd be different. But it's cool that he know, he mentioned that when you were talking with him. I will try and remember to ask him that question, because he didn't tell me this, but someone else did, and I can't remember who it was. He was stopping to hug trees on his run. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yes. you can tell Alex loves this area, or the way he talks about the water. Like, you can tell he just loves it and um, respects the land so much. Nice. Cool. Well, so you mentioned that you got to paddle, then you kind of swapped runners, for lack of a better way to phrase that, uh, as Claire continued on, that then let's hear your last segment here from that day from the Boundary Waters as you were getting ready to paddle back. Yep. And this is uh, Peyton Thomas. Well, we just got off the water on Clearwater at the end of our day, and I'm here with Peyton Thomas. Who, Peyton, I'm going to just let you introduce yourself. Like, what did you do today? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Peyton. I am a graduate student in North Carolina. Um, I'm a runner. I mo have mostly been doing road racing, but am moving into trail racing and have found sort of like this love relationship between the marathon and trail running um, mm -hmm. and hope to... Uh, build up my distance more in trail running so just getting into it and uh, I'm also a Patagonia trail ambassador which is uh, pretty recent just this year so that's pretty exciting um, 
I've always been really passionate about environmental issues and so it's been great to sort of have this blend of environmental advocacy and running um, and so uh, Claire who you interviewed earlier uh, introduced me to Alex and thought that this is a really great campaign for me to join in on so I said hey yeah let's do it and been really excited to be here and really experience the boundary waters um, both land and water so it's been great um, yeah, and I flew in with everyone else, but obviously I'm in North Carolina away from all the Colorado people, mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm just happy to be here and yeah. excited to meet new people and experience this place. Yeah, awesome. And tell us, so you joined Alex for how, how what por portion of the run was it? Yeah, so I joined Alex um, around 7.30 this morning on section two of the run. So we did 16 miles, um, and then I'll be joining him again tonight on section five for like 11 or 12 miles. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Well, thanks for being here and welcome to Minnesota. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so we heard from Claire and Alex and Peyton all on this trip. They were all involved with this run, the 110 mile run that Alex Falconer did to raise awareness for the Boundary Waters. He works for the Save the Boundary Waters campaign. Uh, you and I weren't at the finish line, but we saw some photographs that Alex's wife had sent and or, or somebody with the campaign had posted on social media and I think emailed around to us as well. It looked actually like a very emotional scene, not just for Alex, who was probably very sleep-deprived and exhausted and on a different level of existence, uh, <laughs> one that I don't know if I ever want to reach, but maybe, you know, maybe. It sounds kind of cool, some kind of a strenuous ice fishing challenge or something, uh, but it, it looked like a lot of emotion, not just from Alex, but other people too. Yeah, it was a be beautiful scene to watch on um, on Alex's Instagram account. Yeah, mm. it was just, you know, to see him hugging his family and everyone who was there to greet him and cheer him as he finished. Yeah, definitely. And we'll be following up with Alex. You will be, Lindsay, here on the podcast. So stay tuned, listener, for more information on this. I'm sure as the, the week has gone on, there's going to be plenty of news coverage around this. We know that some of the big... Papers in Minnesota have already done stories about it leading up to it. So uh, plenty more uh, awareness to come from Alex and that. And, and I did see, too, that uh, people were waiting for him. Becky Rahm, the director of the Save the Boundary Waters campaign, uh, was there at the finish line and other people, too. So big deal. And congratulations to Alex for finishing. And thank you, Lindsay, for being willing to go out there and be involved uh, with this adventure, this whole mission, and for the podcast. Yeah, big congrats to Alex and all of all the folks that supported him along the way. All right. Well, moving forward, as we said at the top, we're going to be doing more episodes here starting in, in late May now and June of this summer, 2021. We've got some great things lined up. We're going to be hearing soon from this hammock camper who is really an interesting person. His name's Shug. Shug the hammock camper. I didn't really know too much about him. Uh, getting into a discussion that I was about to have, but some of my friends, Kevin the K-Man Kramer knew about him, my buddy in Oregon knew about him, and he's uh, like a YouTube sensation. And he actually hikes the Kekakabic and the border route quite often, and he's all about hammock camping. So that's just a teaser for another episode. Uh, we're going to be getting out on a big, big island, is all I'm going to say, for another teaser for what's to come on the podcast. And 
And I just want to say again, too, Lindsay, it's been so great to have you uh, hanging out with with us, thinking of ideas for the podcast, and a lot of those, too, come from our listeners. Uh, so send us an email, bwcapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Lindsay will follow up, or Matthew or I, and we'll uh, keep things rolling here on the podcast. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, I mentioned ice fishing. Uh, you want to go out and uh, buy some ice fishing gear? Yeah, it sounds like a perfect time of year for that, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> To sing when I paddle Feeling not thinking if the strokes are true We're gonna get through to the other side Out in the night the waves beat the shore You can hear them pounding, you can hear them roar Rule me, rock me in my dreams You can roll me, rock me I like to sing, I love to dance I play the fool if I got the chance All around the campfire light All around the campfire light All around, all around, all around The campfire light